Now it's time for the Disney View podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, mantenganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. So hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On today's podcast, I welcome back to the show, friend of the show, Kurt. And we're going to talk about some fun Disney stuff. Hey Kurt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dave. Even it's a little chilly up here in Boston, but I'm doing great. That's awesome. Anyway, so uh, what we wanted to talk about today was you had an interesting experience up at Disney on your last visit. You actually went on the Wild Africa Trek out at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, so can yes. you tell us a little bit about how you found out about it and uh, why you went on the trek? Well, I've been watching, um, I subscribed to the Disney uh, channel on YouTube. And there's actually a Walt Disney World channel on YouTube, which if you don't subscribe to it, you might want to. And, of course, one of the videos one time was about this new adventure they had out there, the Wild Africa Trek. And I started, I watched that video, and it sounded great. And if you, I know that uh, Wild Animal Kingdom is often the, uh, the least favorite of the parks, but I do love it. And uh, I was curious about this because I like the Kilimanjaro Safari ride. And this was a much more in-depth look at sort of the area that the Kilimanjaro Safari goes through, and you get a lot closer to the animals, and you do a lot of neat things, and you get, you know, sort of individualized tour guides, um, and it's just, you get up close and personal with the animals a lot, and it's just great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'll put a link to the um, to the YouTube page on uh, on my show notes page so people can find it and you can subscribe to it. It is really cool to watch their videos. It's really neat to uh, to experience them and kind of experience some of the new new things that they have to offer. Um, and I know for me personally, I had heard about the Wild Africa Trek shortly after it opened, and I thought it was something I really wanted to do, and I just haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. Um, there was one occasion where they had actually canceled it due to the weather. Um, when I was scheduled to go on it. And it was like, oh, man, and I haven't had a chance to, uh, to do it since. But um, it, so tell us a little bit about the experience. What was it like um, you know, when you got there? It's a, uh, for people's reference, it's about a three-hour tour, and there's no Gilligan's Island joke there. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's about a three-hour tour that leaves from the Animal Kingdom. You do need to have park admission to be able to go on it, um, but it goes to the backstage areas or to the actual uh, savanna, if you will, and uh, takes you around and shows you some different things about the animals. Um, so uh, how, does that, how does that work out? Well, I, it, I had a great time. Uh, you know, it's one of those sort of backstage tours that takes you kind of off the beaten path. And they have some very specific paths that go through the animal kingdom um, that are just for the wild Africa trek. Um, it's, it's worth mentioning at this point that uh, it isn't like most of the backstage tours. It is an extra fee. Uh, there is a charge for it. That's in addition to the Animal Kingdom, uh, you know, entry. Right. So it's a, uh, it's a little under two hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's in that range, anyway. Um, discounts. Right. Well, the, the, 
the page says it's, you know, 140 to 240, and it depends a lot on what time of the year you go, as many things do. Um, they sometimes have discounted uh, treks, or they did at least when it opened. I, they may not have done, they may not be doing that now, but, um, you know, it's in that range. Uh, it's in the, you know, high 100s range per person. Um, it's not a ride. It's it's not a trek for uh, small children. Uh, you know they list it as tweens, teens, and um, and adults. And I think um, I wouldn't take a you know an immature tween on it either. Um, there's just you know too many ways you can get uh, you could get fadoo as it were. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a, a, a tween that has trouble, you know staying in uh, control and, and staying, uh, you know, well-behaved does is, is not really belong in this. Um, so where it is, is it located next to the Kilimanjaro Safari uh, entrance. So the, the area that you go to is right next to there. And what you do is you show up at the Brent Gate and you tell them your name. Uh, it actually happens before before you even enter the park. There's a, there's a person there that... Uh, that checks you in so that when you get down to the area, you're already checked in. Um, so then you show up there and, uh, they outfit you. And I don't know if you've seen any pictures of it, you know, you wear this, um, uh, essentially a parachute harness, safety harness, uh, with a big long cable on the back, uh, that you need, uh, that you don't ever end up hanging by it unless okay. something goes wrong, but it's strictly a safety device. Um, so they check you in. They fit you out with a harness. They give you uh, a very clever little uh, headphone, basically. It's a, um, it's a little radio receiver. Okay. Um, and so when you're walking through the woods with your guides, um, they can speak in a normal tone of voice, and you hear it in your ear. Oh, that's very so, clever. Um, yeah, that's Rather neat. than have them you know, turn around and shout at you, um, you have this constant... Um, constant flow of information from your guide. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, they also give you a water bottle. Now, you can bring a water bottle, um, but they give you one. It's it's a souvenir. It's a, you know, metal water bottle with the animal trek on it. Um, and they fill it with water for you. Now, you take all your uh, things that you might lose uh, off and stick them in a locker they have there for you that you program yourself so that, you know, nobody else has the code. Right, okay. Uh, you know, that's the little lockers out front. So, and they recommend that you put in it, you know, watches, wallets, cameras. Um, you are uh, set up with two different tour guides that go with you, um, and they, you know, put one at the front and one at the back, and they give you, you know, an ongoing uh, talk about what they're doing. Okay. And what you're seeing. Um, you don't really need a camera. You can take one if you want, but, uh, and the little harnesses have a, have a little pouch in them so you can put a camera in there and zip it shut so you're not likely to drop it. But uh, one of the tour guides will have a camera and uh, he will take, or she will take many, many, many pictures of you while you're going on the tour. And then those pictures are free to you. It's part of the, part of what you pay for. So that's yeah, really cool. I think 
I, you know, I can't, I can't under, I can't state highly enough how important that is because people want the pictures of it, but they can't get the pictures of themselves necessarily and doing all the things. And right. so having the photo pass or the, the guide person taking the picture and having it available to you is really cool. Yeah. And like I said, the cost of, you can download all, like, I think we had 300 and some pictures that they took in the course of the trek. Hmm. And, uh, uh, that's all put up on a website, and they give you a login, and they're all yours. You can download them and do whatever you want. There's no extra charge for the pictures. That's really cool. So, yeah, it is very cool. So, and that's the setup. Um, and, you know, that takes uh, 20 minutes or so. They actually want you to be there early so you can get that set up and get the full three hours actually out at the parks. Out in the park. Um so yeah, I mean that's the way it starts. Um, all the all the tour guides that that we're working, uh, you know, all they're all Disney cast members. They're all professionals. This is what they do. Um, there's there's five to six tours a day. Um, they're listed on the website. Um, I think mine was starting at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but the guys that were uh, our guides. Uh, this was the only one they did that day. So they were not at all burned out or, you know, felt like they had done too many. Um, they were great, as most Disney cast members are. Um, so, yeah, so there we are, you know, looking like paratroopers with our harnesses on. And, <laughs> and uh, what they did was then they we walked from there um, back uh, through the park, um, out toward the Africa, uh, through the birdhouse. Um, and then there was a, just before you get to the end of that area, there was a trail that goes off to the left and there was a gate. So we opened the gate and we walked up on this little ridge. And I think the group was about 10 to 15. It wasn't a large group at all. Yeah, I think they tried to limit it to a maximum of about 20 people. And it's usually in that 10 to 15 range for most groups. Yeah, um, it certainly was, wasn't, and, and they were all, you know, for our group at least, they were all well-behaved, really excited, really interesting, interested to be there. So we walked up on this little ridge, and the ridge follows a little um, area, lower area of pools on the left, and we stopped at the first pool. And what happens is there's this little ledge that goes out over the pool, and what they do is they hook your safety harness into a large steel frame. Okay. And it lets you go down to the edge of the ledge, but there's no wall or anything on the ledge. And the idea is if you, you stand on that ledge and look down on the hippos. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and the hippos are maybe 20 feet below you in the water. And they had a uh, hippo specialist come and talk to us for, you know, some number of minutes about hippos and what they're like in their natural environment. That's and, really uh, slick. Okay. Um, um, you know, and feed them. Um, now, he told us that sometimes the hippos don't, won't respond to the feeding, but he gave them something that they loved, which was some kind of, of uh, vegetables. Uh, I think it was large, some kind of large lettuce uh, leaves. Now, this is not what the hippos live on. They don't live on what they feed on the wild animal track, but it's a treat for them. Sure. Um, so at, we stood there, and, and you know they told us about the hippos, and, and we got 
eat as close as is reasonable. Hippos are not terribly safe animals to be close to. Um, and uh, again, like I said, that's what the safety harnesses were for to keep us from falling over the ledge into the. But it let us get, you know, very close to the ledge. And there, like I said, there weren't any fences or walls in between us. So, uh, you know, that was the first part. Uh, we went farther along the ledge, and there was another pool area um, where there were um, alligators. And they fed the alligators. Uh, and again, they had a specialist come and talk to us about alligators and how they live and crocodiles and what they do in the, in the, um, the wild. Okay. And this area that we were in was all back in the Kilimanjaro Safari area. So every now and then you you cross an area where you didn't actually cross any roads physically, but um, every now and then you'd see one of the Kilimanjaro Safari buses going by. Hmm. Um, so it's back. So you're back in the savanna area. Okay. And then we came to probably the pictures. If you see any pictures of wild animal trek, Africa trek. Um, the, the bridge, the suspension bridge. And um, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're Did talking you about. I've seen pictures? that, seen yeah. people do the video of it, and I've seen the pictures of it. It's really cool. It's a suspension bridge that you have to hook onto to go across to continue right. the trek. Right, and you hook onto that, and there's actually two suspension bridges. Um, they're pretty long. I'd say they're 30, 40 yards apiece. Um and they're held up by very thick steel cables. And uh, then underneath them, there's a um, there's a little safety net, too. And plus, you're like you say, you're hooked in with your safety harness over the top. And you underneath you is all the alligator pits. And it's the same it's the same place where if you're riding the Kilimanjaro Safari, you go by and you see all the alligators in the pools. Um, and so, uh, you know, they hook you up. And then you walk across it, but one at a time. They gave you 20 or 30 yards lead. Um, and the boards that are actually are spaced widely in some places and are a little rickety. But like I say, if you were to fall through the boards, um, uh, we well, have to be pretty skinny. But, you know, theoretically, you could make a misstep. And they swing a lot. So it's a little exciting. This is the uh, the, t- the typical Disney Imagineer sort of uh, whimsy in this, where they make it appear much more exciting than it really is in, you know, in reality. Though I'm not saying exactly. it wasn't exciting for the moment you were on there. It's, you know, when you look at the big picture of it, it's actually fairly safe and just giving you the illusion of being fairly unsafe. So. Right. But it is a little exciting. It's a little... Uh Get a little thrill to the uh, the adventure. Absolutely, yeah. Just for people listening, if you know, if you're thinking about it and you have that moment of hesitation, just keep that in mind. You know, watch the videos carefully. Right. <laughs> but they're very, you know, they have very specific procedures for for when you're hooked up. You know, you stand on a set of feet on the boards and they hook you up and you, you know, they check it. You know, and they, then they double check it and then they have a gate. So um, they're very very safety conscious as they always are. Uh, there's really absolutely no danger. Uh, I think even if you tried to jump over, you you know the safety harness would hold you in check. Right, so, right. Um, but anyway, it's fun. And then right before you get to the end of it, the 
the cast member with the uh, with the cameras there takes your picture as you're you know with the alligators in the background. So you get a little cam candid shot with the alligators behind you. Very cool. Very cool. And then you get to the other side, and then they have another ledge that goes out over the alligator pool. Let me talk to you a little bit more about alligators. And then they you take your harness off at that after that, and uh, you walk down. And they have a little ride vehicle. They have a truck. It's not like the Kilimanjaro Safari trucks. Um, it's a smaller truck. It's got an open bed in it and, you know, benches around the edge. Um, but what they do is then they, they start to drive you. They drive out across the safari area that Kilimanjaro Safari goes through. But you get, they drive one of those back roads that you sometimes see. Yep. And they pull up. And they got, we got really close to the giraffes, for example, to start with. And they park there, and they give us a lot more information about the giraffes than you would get Kilimanjaro Safari. Um, and uh, you sit there for, you know, 10 minutes uh, looking and talking about the giraffes. Um, and then they ask you if there's any specific animals you want to see. So they try to find, if somebody said, uh, you know, lions, then they try to go over uh, they make they make it a point to go over to the lions area, so you have some say in what you're going to see. Oh, that's cool! A little bit fluid uh, that way. Nice. Yeah, a little bit of customization. Yeah. So you drive uh, you drive across the savanna, and every now and then you stop, and they talk about some endangered animals. One of the things they did that was very nice was they talked about a lot about conservation efforts in Africa and how Disney's supporting them. And uh, various initiatives that they're doing in Africa to protect endangered species, um, to try and get rid of poachers and, and empower the local people to, um, you know, to to protect the right the to help protect the environment. Actually, sure. paying them to, to protect the wildlife so that they're not tempted to go out and poach the wildlife uh, to get money. That's cool. That's a good, so, nice thing. Yeah, glad Disney's doing that. Yeah, some great, great, great ideas. Like the one idea about the hip, the uh, rhinos. Right. Um, they, they give the villager a rifle and pay him, and each week that the rhino's still there, they give him some more money. Very nice. So, <laughs> and they actually arm them, which is a little scary. But a little scary, but it, it, the principle know? is right, you know, because it just it helps ward off people, basically. Uh, absolutely. So these are some of the initiatives that they're. You know, one of the example initiatives that they're they're participating in, they're participating in a lot more. Um, so we, and we did get up close to the rhinos they have there, and we saw the baby rhino, and of course everyone went, "Oh, the baby <laughs> rhino!" Um, and we stopped several times along the way. Um, you know, they pointed out some of the different um, antelope, gazelle, deer species, and like I said, we got very close to the um, got much closer to the giraffes than the. Um, than the Kilimanjaro Safari vehicles got. Um, in fact, we got much closer to all the animals than Kilimanjaro Safari normally does. And then uh, that took, I don't know, uh, I guess the, the on-foot part was probably about an hour, uh, and then we probably spent 45 minutes to an hour uh, on the on the actual truck driving around. Okay. Uh, and then we stopped it. There's a... Um, there's a private uh, Savannah overview building that you can see from
from the Kilimanjaro Safari ride vehicle, but it's kind of tucked over on the, uh, uh, I want to say it's the south side of the savannah. And you get off there, and you sit out on this, um, you know, porch in front of the building, and it's got, you know, bathrooms, and, and uh, you know, that's one thing um, you need to make sure you take care of before you leave. You know, has everybody gone to the bathroom? Okay. Right, um, right. Because you don't see a bathroom until about two hours into the, the journey, which may be a, an issue for some people. Um, but, yeah, again, when you get this little uh, building that, of course, is, is plussed up to look like an African, you know, maybe safari camp or something, um, and you sit out on the, um, the deck there, and they feed you a meal. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Now, it's, it's a packed meal in the sense that, you know, there isn't a kitchen there. Right, right. Um, but they lay out these, they give out these very cool little, um, uh, I don't know, mess kits or tins. Um, and they have two levels to them. And you, you open them, and they're all African-inspired snacks. Okay. They're very good. Um, it's not a really a full meal. It's more like a hefty snack kind of thing. Um, but um, you sit there. And you, um, you know, things like um, beef and prosciutto, salmon, fig cakes with boisson cheese, you know, brie and apricot, um, a small chicken curry salad, which I remember was very good. Yum. You know, mm-hmm. to- tomato hummus and mini, mini pitas. There's a list on the website, again, if you want to really look at what's there. Um, but there's a little bit of each one, so... You know, you don't get overloaded with something you hate. You know, there's there's like three snacks in each level of tin. There's two tins. Um, I ate it all. I thought it was great. But again, if if you're allergic to shrimp or if you don't like, uh, uh, if you are vegetarian, you don't want to eat beef. Um, you know, there's something for for pretty much everyone. And they have a they have an African punch that they they let you drink. And you sit out there for maybe half an hour. Okay. And just watch, and you watch the, and they, you know, they talk to you some more, and uh, uh, you just watch the animals go by on the savannah, um, and maybe you wave at the Kilimanjaro Safari buses as they drive by, but they're not real close, so they don't interfere with your experience. Um, and then, uh, um, and also, if you go around the back of the building, uh, there's a little. Uh, sort of a nature walk back there that you can walk back on, and it takes you onto an area where the the zebras hang out. And you know, I was maybe 15 feet from a zebra, so um, you know, up on a platform, so you couldn't go down and mess with them, obviously. Right, but, right, um, but still, you're close close enough to really experience it and enjoy it. Right, and you can stand there and watch them for you know however long they're there. That's cool. Um, and then, um, you know, so it's it's getting to be three and a half, three hours and 40 minutes in. And then they, they when you're done with that, they put you back on the truck and they drive by. Um, I think that's when we drove by the lions. Um, unfortunately, the big lions aren't very energetic in the middle of the day. Right. So, I mean, we could see them laying there, but you know, they didn't put on a show for us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, 
so anyway, and so then we drove back to the initial point, and, uh, you know, we thanked them, and they thanked us, and, and we went about our business. But, um, you know, if you love the Kilimanjaro Safari, for example, I think that's the closest thing you really love is that Wild Africa Trek. And uh, I had a great time. And, you know, as we were talking about earlier, I think it's a, it's a one-time thing. Um, you know, I, there were some people on the on the trek that had done it before, um, and I could see you repeating it. But again, you know, the cost maybe is not something you want to schedule every time you go unless you have a huge budget. Right, right. But it seems like it'd be worthwhile doing at least once in your life just to enjoy the experience and uh, take absolutely. It <clears throat> and that that's yeah, why I definitely. And that's why I had looked at it, too, for that same reason. It was like, oh, it's a great opportunity here. It just, it just didn't work out timing-wise, but I will try it again. I'm, I'm going to try and, you know, make it happen another time just because it sounds like Absolutely. it's fun. Yeah. And, and again, you know, um, for example here, they have a, a $50 off. I'm looking at the website. They've got a $50 off special summer offer um, go from um, – April 19th through October 17th. Right. And chop $50 off the price of an African wild animal trek. Now, it'll be warm, but most of the trek was shaded. You know, the first part walking through the, you were actually walking through the woods there for almost all of it except the bridge. Um, and then the um, the ride vehicle, the, the truck that you're on, the ride vehicle, it's not really a ride vehicle, it's a truck. Um, is, you know, has a covering to it. So um, if you're sun sensitive, uh, not, no need to really worry. Okay. Um, you know, I get burned fairly easily, so those things are important to me. So, you know, but again, not a huge issue. Sure. Um, now, obviously, if you're outside in the summer, uh, it'll be hot. And there's uh, the possibility of rain, too. That's always always something to consider. Yeah. Um, and yeah. They, there's, there's, you know, the afternoon 2.30 shower in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will they will run the so, track if the, if it's just raining. It's just when the weather gets really bad, they'll cancel some of the tracks if it's, you know, consistently bad. Well, you are lightning. outside the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even when you're sitting having lunch, you're on a deck outside. Right. So there really isn't any way to get out of it. Right. To get out of the wind and the rain if it's bad. Yep. Um, but that's so and I think this coupon says afternoon treks only yeah I think that's the way they do it because they're trying to encourage people to come out when it's the most hot in Florida <clears throat> yeah which makes sense you know that's it's, Florida. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a good time that's... to do it you know oh absolutely um, as far as bugs are concerned um, I didn't notice that there was a huge mosquito problem hmm. but again you are out in the woods uh, in Florida right uh, so, you know, take your bug spray. Yeah, exactly. You just want to become prepared. You know, you have your sunscreen with the bug spray or bug spray with the sunscreen, whatever, and you just, you go out and you enjoy yep. yourself and you take it for what it's worth. Now, as I recall, you know, they do give you a water bottle with water, mm-hmm. so you don't have to bring your own. So you have that, certainly. Um, and uh, I seem to remember that they had both bug spray and sunblock available at the initial uh, meeting spot. Oh, how cool. Okay. Um, uh, although I had, you know, 
I had sunblocked up before just because sure. I'm sensitive to those things. Um, and the mosquitoes uh, were not bothersome. Now, this was late October. Okay. This was like the 23rd, I think. Uh, it was a week before the end of, before, uh, before Halloween. So, okay. so right around, yeah. Um, it was not the summer, you know, bake, get eaten. Um, yep, yeah. Though I imagine they do their own uh, pest control types of things to try and minimize the number of mosquitoes out there during the summer. But, oh, sure. Uh, you know, that's Disney's way. Make sure the guests are comfortable. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, like I say, it was, yeah. it was mostly through the Kilimanjaro Safari area, and those vehicles, if you've never been on them, are all open. So, right. yeah, it would not be a good thing for them to have their guests overwhelmed with mosquitoes. No, no. So they do what they can to try and help that, <laughs> certainly. Right. Um yeah, I know Disney is very big on innovative pest control. They don't like using a lot of chemicals, especially considering the number of animals that are there. But they do some things that are kind of innovative, and they, they're clever, and they do take care of the pest population that way, They, you know, like the mosquito population. So it's really good. Yep. But, um, oh, it sounds like a really good time. And, you know, you get the, you get the pictures. You get a, basically a lunch. You get the tour. You get, you know, the experience of being out there. And you think about – I know people who have gone on an actual uh, African safari out in uh, South Africa – you know, and it costs yeah. many thousands of dollars to get there on, on a plane. It costs many thousands of dollars to go out on the trek. And, um, you know, this is a similar, though not the same, experience for a lot less money. And, you know, you're already in the comfort of Disney World. So pretty good pretty good opportunity there, I would think, to just be able to see some of the animals and have the, sort of a, an experience like that. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, like I said, I, I do think it's worth the, worth the price. Um, I think... Um, that is something everybody should try and do at least once. Um, and you can, like I say, the, the, if you go to the website, the, there's, you know, it talks about the different prices and, you know, it looks like, um, uh, you know, there's, because this is a price range, so I'm sure it's more expensive at Christmas. Um, you know, if, if that's your, if that's your thing. Absolutely. <laughs> you really want to go to Disney between Christmas and New Year's. Um, more power to you if you do. <laughs> yeah. No, um, not something that I think most of the Disney files would recommend, but hey, whatever will float your boat, right? Exactly. That's the way I see it. You know, you take it as you want to take it. Experience it in your own way. Um, and that's that's why I try to present a point of view on this podcast. I, you know, I'm not I, I do a lot of the talking, but I like to have guests on to talk about things that I haven't done or things that I haven't seen and give me a different perspective on the world. Um, because Absolutely. there's so many different ways to look at the at the parks and the things you can do. Um, so it's it's really cool. I, you know, I'm very impressed, and now I'm you know now I'm jealous, and I want to go on the African safari. So yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, uh, like I said, I think um, pretty much anybody would enjoy it. Um, you know, they, they, they do have, you know, looking at the website, they, they have, you know, certain physical requirements. Obviously, you're going to be trekking through the forest there for two hours or, you know, for an hour and a half before you get through the truck. Um, people that have trouble walking for long periods, um, not recommended for them. Sure. Um, you know, any kind of physical issue that prevents you from comfortably walking through the woods for, you know, an hour and a half. Yep. Uh, or crossing the bridge, for example. Um, you know, I wouldn't say the bridge is terribly high, but if you've got an issue with, with heights, a serious issue with heights, um, you might want to think about that a little bit. Um, but I think for most people, you know. 
Um, and I wouldn't wear sandals. You know, obviously good shoes. Um, sure. Yeah, that, that would make a big difference, I would think, having having the right kind of shoes on um, for walking. Yeah. Yeah, because like I said, you are walking for an hour, hour and a half in, in through the woods. So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. I mean, you're not mountain climbing. Uh, you know, there isn't anything terribly difficult, but it's more than just walking the path through the through the park. So. Right, right. A little just different than walking on the little paths that are in the front part by Discovery Island there where you're just walking around and looking at some of the animals or even the... Right. Um, the the, the uh, two forest trails that they have that head back toward the savanna that you can take um, those are pretty well um, they're all concrete I believe and you know you walk along them and they're you know they're well laid yes. out it's a little different than that so just keep that in mind as you yeah. decide to go out on it oh, very um, cool the cast members like I said they were great they took I don't know uh, like I said over three hundred pictures of us during the course of the three hours uh, you know, they'll pose you in various places. Like I said, on the bridge over the crocodiles or any place you want, they'll take pictures of you or your family. Um, and, you know, you have uh, you have access to all those pictures uh, at the end. They give you a website, and you have, for a whole year, you can go on the website. You can pull as, those pictures down and use them to your heart's content. All that's free. So, that's cool. All that's included, so. That's a, that is that is really a bonus feature. I mean, because you know, so much of what they do with photo passes now, you know, it's now being included with many more things. As you look at annual passes and different packages that you can buy, the photo pass is a part of the whole prospect here. So right. nice that they're doing that as, a, as an additional thing um, for these uh, for this particular um, excursion. Yep, that's cool. It sounds like a lot of fun, and I really I do really do want to try it out. And I, I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, I did. I did. It was worth, for me. It was worth every penny. That's that's so awesome. And you know, yeah. that's that's the hallmark of something that you enjoy. If it's worth, if you can come away from it and say, "I didn't mind spending that money, and I really enjoyed myself," and you've done the right thing. <laughs> that's the way I see yeah. the world. Yeah, I mean, I, everybody has to make their own decisions about those kinds of things. Sure. Um, mm. You know, my my uh, my wife loves and and will spend tons of money on theater in New York. You know. 200 bucks a seat. Uh, but she's not crazy about Disney and she complains about how much it costs. Well, that's her view. Yeah, you know? exactly. My view is that I get more enjoyment out of a day at Disney than I do out of a two-hour musical. And you know I love musicals. Absolutely, but, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. You know, I mean, for half the price. Exactly. You think about a two-hour musical, it's, it's several hundred dollars just to go and get a decent seat um, anywhere on Broadway. Right. You know, and... Uh, you can go and visit a day at Disney the whole day, one park for a hundred bucks. You know that's the that's the the gate price. So, you know that's yeah. you know value wise, you gotta you gotta put it in perspective a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, I, it's just it's whatever works for you. Exactly. And like I say, I have no problem recommending this track to anybody um, if they like animals and they like Kilimanjaro Safari. Um, I think that would be a good. You know, if you didn't like Kilimanjaro Safari. I might pass this one. Sure, sure. But that's really cool. Well, Kurt, it's been a pleasure having you on the show as always. Friend of the show, Kurt, is, is here, you know, and uh, it's always good to have you here. So thanks for coming that's on. always and, great. And, and thanks for coming on and talking about uh, the Wild Africa track. This is really cool, and I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, I love doing the track, and I love talking to you. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, folks, uh, that's it for this podcast. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. 
Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gil. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 